0: time now for mining money. Imran Khan, Swan Energy.
1: Thank you for joining us this week. It's mining money time to talk about ways to mine money out in the world because boy, the last person I just talked to, we were talking about it almost seems like you got to spend 9 bucks to make 10 bucks and work 5 hours to get 2 hours worth of time and it's just all kinds of things are topsy-turvy this year and 2020 but we're coming to an end here. And I was just talking to somebody the other day about how, actually, in my opinion, and I'd like to get yours, Imran, why, you know, the oil and gas industry right now is one of the greatest places to invest for a lot of reasons. I'm not just saying that because the name of the show is The Crude Life. I'm saying that, actually, from a lifestyle and futuristic point of view. So, um, anyway, how are you doing today?
0: I'm, I'm doing great. i um, just... Uh... Uh, a normal a normal Friday uh just basically you know good good uh, good questions that you that you bring up and um, you know, it's, it's just kind of interesting right i think um a lot of folks uh, that are out there they uh, they definitely love the idea of of making money and investing their money uh, but you know i think one of the biggest parts of investing money is understanding what you are investing in and um, you know i don't know if a lot of people, understand completely when they're investing in the stock market, uh, what happens and, you know, when they're investing in, you know, some sort of uh, small business that they start, you know, what the actual outlook is. Uh, and I think there's, you know, there's lots of different areas there that are great. Uh, but having the knowledge and understanding of what's going to happen, uh, and, and kind of understanding how to foresee it based on your data, uh, is, is very important. Um, and I, you know, I think, uh, from, from a lot of stuff that we do at, uh, Swan, I think it's important to be able to understand that, you know, we're, we're in our, in our areas of expertise, uh, with respect to, um, oil and gas. And, you know, we do a lot of different projects that are operated ourselves and also, um, non-operated that are operated by, uh, Uh, you know, maybe usually a billion-dollar company. Um, So in in those types of respects, we make sure that we find the right deals uh, to where, you know, we've got skin in the game uh, and and we're doing it along with our partners. So I think that's really, really important. Um, You know, I think a lot of folks, uh, if they understand those things and and actually spend some time on some phone calls just to be able to go through uh, some of the specifics of, you know, what they're investing in. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of calls uh, in the last few weeks right now because it's the end of the year and uh, there's a big tax crunch, right? Everyone's got their W-2 incomes in and they're seeing how much money that they've actually paid out to Uncle Sam. And, you know, they want some of that back uh, and and at least be able to have an opportunity to be able to create um, some sort of residual uh, income income from, you know, from, from the, from the work that they've done, uh, in, in other, other industries at the end of the day.
1: Got a couple things I wanted to ask you. One, I wanted to ask you about, uh, why it's a good time to invest in oil and gas. And, and I got a couple examples I'm going to throw your way, but since you brought up the taxes, I did want to talk about that too. So let's talk about the taxes for just a second. Uh, I've read I've I've read quite a bit on the taxes and some of the breaks that, that are involved with investing in the oil and gas industry uh, or the energy sector, if you will. Mining actually is really what it's classified under. Uh, there's tax breaks and you know anything from a fifteen percent depletion to eighty uh, percent first couple of years, five years in some cases, whatever first year. But my point is it certainly seems that there's been an increase of tax breaks to mitigate some risk management in the oil and gas sector. Um, talk to me a little bit about if if that's true and um, some of those numbers I just threw out there.
0: yeah, well, you know um, I'm gonna start off with you 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 said something and I just um, I was smiling at myself over here. you know you mentioned it's mining and did you know? Uh, and, and most people probably don't know this, that, that are not in the oil and gas industry directly. Um, and, and some probably don't know it even if they are in the oil and gas industry, the Texas railroad commission is where you actually, uh, get the permission, uh, to be able to drill wells in Texas. So the railroad commission, um, which is, which is pretty interesting, right? We're, we're talking a little bit about education and, and how a lot of this stuff works, um, you know, that, that's basically where you go to to be able to get um, uh, get an allowance to drill wells in, in Texas. And, you know, from a, from a tax incentive standpoint, uh, you know, a lot of the structures that are set up within oil and gas, they're set up that way because the government wants you to invest in these places, right? Um, I, I feel that it's a misconception, in my opinion, that people are you know that that are paying 30 40 percent taxes um, that that's what the government wants um, realistically the reason why the government creates different avenues of investing uh, and gives you incentives in different spaces is because they don't want your money they really want you to reinvest in America that's really the bottom line um, and with that said within the uh, oil and gas sector, Um, the government allows a lot of different tax incentives if you're willing to take the risk. Um, and the risk is that you have to participate directly in oil and gas projects. Um, you can't do it passively. You have to do it actively. Uh, what what that means is that you actually participate in it and make decisions along with the, the, the other partners in the deals, um, you, in oil and gas, in general, you know, to be able to do something on your own, it's 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 very uh, taxing. Pricing uh, is very very high to be able to drill a well or complete a well. But if you're able to get eight or ten others like yourselves and be able to partner with them, you have that opportunity to be able to put something together that makes sense, and you've got the right folks behind you, uh, to be able to look at your deal. I think it's, it's very important for you to be able to understand it yourself. Um, but you know, here with, within our company, at least, um, we've got geologists, we have landmen, we have petroleum engineers, reservoir engineers, all these different folks that are on staff. And when we put our money forward into a deal, um, all these different folks are looking at the deal. I think that's very important to understand. Uh, and, and because of that, because of the fact that we do all this analysis, and you know, you you're able to see all this data that we generate uh, from our end of things. If you if you ask for it, um, we can definitely provide it to to investors. Um, and because of because of your analysis and your direct participation, what the government allows is that they give you a hundred percent tax credit on IDCs. Um, and what IDCs are, and, and you know, anyone who would like to Google it, they can Google it and kind of go through and understand it better. But they—they're they, basically any sort of intangible uh, drilling uh, costs that occur during a campaign that that is that is being conducted. Um, so if you are doing some sort of drilling and completions of oil wells, uh, the cost that goes into actually uh, participating in that area is fully tax deductible the first year. Um, You know, what does that mean for you? Uh, That's something that you have to discuss with your accountants. Uh, A lot of times the accountants aren't always very knowledgeable, so you can always rely on direct IRS websites and also uh, different sites that are online that are reputable. Uh, But, you know, honestly, you know, when I got into doing a lot of this stuff, I had to go ahead and print out a lot of the information that was provided, uh, through Swan and, and, provided to my actual, uh, tax, uh, CPA. And he went through and he's like, yeah, I guess I see where you're coming from. And, you know, yeah, from your incomes and what you've been doing with respect to, uh, obtaining income in different spaces, sure. You can be able to write all of these different things off in a way that you can have your, um, the tax that you were going to pay, let's just say it was a hundred thousand um, dollars, down to. Down to zero, to where you actually make a profit, in a sense, in that first year, because you've gotten capital back that you would not have actually had um, had you not invested in into an oil and gas project. Does that answer your question?
1: It does. It does. I mean, there there's some tax deductions and some tax advantages and that sort of thing. And uh, the the short answer is is that uh, if you go to swanenergyinc.com slash invest, you'll get information and you can probably uh, find some info there, but uh, your accountant should be well aware of things that are going on. And if not, ma- make them aware of it because they exist out there. And that's kind of the, the long and the short of it, I guess. Um, I did want to ask you about, you know, I, I've, been, I've been pretty adamant the last few weeks about how right now is a really good time to invest in oil and gas. And I'll tell you what kind of sparked my interest a little bit is I interviewed a Bitcoin guy. And Tom Macero, he's um, with the Great American Mining Company and they're capturing natural gas and they're converting it into Bitcoin. And Bitcoin's different, man. That's a different concept and I don't want to get into it. But what what it made me think of was how Bitcoin goes on these weird runs And gold and silver goes on these weird runs and and a lot of times, you know, in prices and in everything. And right now, it just seems like oil is getting beat up so much that it's such a great time to buy. Because when I look at what direction our future is going to go, no matter which direction we go, we're going to need more petroleum products and oil and gas. When I look at the whole COVID thing and and even China's aging population, 1.2, 1.3 billion people. And they've had a one child policy for a long time. So a lot of that population is elderly. So they're gonna need a lot of energy in order to keep their hospital grid going. And same thing over here in America, we've got more baby boomers than generation X. And then I look at this article from GM about how they're gonna be a whole fleet of cars uh, by 2040, 2050, whatever it was. Uh about, just, yeah, Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, and, uh, with electric yeah, cars. Less than four years. Less than four years, sorry, 2025, less than four years. So you've seen that article too, where yeah, I, I look at it, no matter which crash course it goes from the health standpoint or from the environmental activist standpoint, um, there's just going to be such a reliance on petroleum products that – I don't understand why the narrative isn't like "by now, by now, by now" from from the mainstream media and everything else. Instead, they're trying to shame everybody into you know thinking differently and etc. But just your thoughts on that, you know the GM uh, the GM article, the baby boomers, some of the aging population, and just the the really the planet's uh, dependency on fossil fuels over the next five to ten years.
0: Well. You know, I, I want to start off with just saying the, the the word stability, right? Um, I, I feel a lot of Americans are interested in stability. Um, you know, how do you get to uh, being stable to where you have a decent income and you've got some sort of residual income? And, you know, as some of the people out there, the youngsters call it a side hustle, right? Um, you know, it's about making investments made at the right prices, right? I think if you can be able to make investments at the right prices, you can be able to have that and obtain that. Um, you know, to your point around natural gas, um, earlier, yeah, you're right. I think, uh, natural gas has been fairly, fairly stable at a pretty low number. Um, you know, so from that standpoint, kind of getting back to the investment, uh, opportunity, uh, part of things, it's good when you can be able to find something that, has a stable but slowly growing uh, uh, footprint, and I think that natural gas has that, uh, and also oil does too. Um, oil itself, in the last uh, few weeks, it's kind of popped up to forty-six, forty-seven dollars, which is incredible. Uh, but really, you know, a lot of the, you know, for us at least, and i and I'm changing subjects a little bit, but just I, I just thought about it right now. We price a lot of our oil and gas uh, projects at. uh, or $45. And we do it so low, uh, mainly because of the fact that you want to be able to make sure that the projects make sense at those prices. Um, you know, so right now, earlier this week was 47. I think today it's, it's at 46. Uh, but overall though, I think there's lots of growth factor. That's, that's there, uh, coming up in the next few years. And to your point, uh, there are many different directions that things can go into. Um, as you, as you mentioned with the electric vehicle push, um, you know, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm all for technology to be, uh, created and, and distributed in the mainstream at a price point that everyone can afford it. I think that's going to be the key there. Um, you know, I think that, uh, I, heck, you know, everyone in Texas right now loves Tesla, right? Because they're, you know, there, there's a big move, uh, just because of the fact that, you know, the opportunities are there and the investment capabilities are there, right? The whole concept of buying low and, and selling high, you know, Tesla is taking advantage of that by moving a lot of its manufacturing and work, uh, into Texas, right? Because things are not so high compared to how they are in California, uh, for what you get. Uh, so, so, you in know, in, and I think that, uh, people in general are, are very smart and, you know, they see, and they understand these types of trends. Um, you know, natural gas, you know, even if you do go electricity, uh, in the last probably 20 years, did you know that, you know, four times more, uh, natural gas is made out of electric, excuse me, electricity is made out of natural gas four times more than it was back in the nineties. Um, and you know it's it's taken over uh, all the other types of ways of making electricity because of the fact that it makes the most sense. Um, so as there are more electric vehicles that do come out, um, and if they come out by twenty twenty five, a whole line of them, as as GM is uh, uh, presenting, um, you know, we're going to need to be able to fuel those cars. We're going to need to be able to make the actual plastics that are used in those cars. And, you know, we're going to be able to make a lot of different parts that are required that all come from the oil and gas spaces. So, um, you know, I think, uh, I think that Tesla GM, all these different guys, you know, it's great to see that they're being innovative. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the average person probably caught buys a car. That's, uh, um, you know, probably about $30,000 a day. What would you say, Jason, something like that?
1: Yeah, that seems about right. Um, you know, I, I right away I was thinking 50, but that might be a little bit more than the average person. It's just that's about what, you know, a four-door sedan is probably anywhere from twenty five to 50,000, depending on. Well, exactly. What, and, you, and know.
0: you know, I think, you know, I want to say one of the best-selling vehicles out there is usually, I don't know if it still is, but Toyota Camry and, and Honda Accord used to, to and, and the Taurus used to, battle it out. Right. Right. And and those cars have definitely gone up in price, but, you know, they're probably still the, the, the median price is probably still around
1: $30,000 is what I would say. I would Uh, think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're the top selling cars. So, and, you know,
0: and yeah, sure. There's some different hybrids and things that, that are available, but usually the, the, you know, electric type of vehicles are a little bit, a little bit more expensive than that. And, um, you know, the other thing too, is, you know, I talk with a lot of, uh, friends of mine that own Tesla's and things, and usually they have another vehicle or two. Um, and you know, the reason for that is that if you want to go on a long trip, um, it's not so convenient to have to recharge and find a recharging station. And, you know, one of the things that they always complain about is that the electric, uh, location that they go to recharge has to have, The same systems and you know allowed uh, allowed ways that their app has. So like there's lots of little um, items there that are not uniform from that standpoint. So it it poses some challenges, but you know people are definitely um, growing in those spaces. But end of the day, you know from an oil and gas perspective, you know I I welcome all of that.
1: It's like Uh, when you go to Europe and you try to plug in your razor and they got different outlets. That's right. It's like like that. That's interesting about Tesla. I didn't. I guess I did know that they were moving to Texas, but I didn't really retain it. Um, do you know where they're moving to in Texas? I do remember seeing the headline, but I didn't really read much about it. Do, do you know where they're moving they,
0: to? Somewhere outside of Austin is, uh, oh, is you're where kidding. they've got a lot of stuff going on.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask is uh, I did read an article a few years ago about Tesla's battery farm in Nevada. And like 90% of it was actually recharged, powered by natural gas. And so to hear about them moving into Texas, where you've got, you know, the Haynesville and you've got the Permian, where oh, there's going to be quite a bit of activity over the next 20, 30 years in the e- Eagleford and even the Wolf Camp and some of the Delaware, some of the other ones that don't get as much attention, but Texas has is, is got a lot of natural gas in its future. So that that seems to make sense to me. And then not to mention the income tax advantages and, and some of the other things that Texas provides. But the other part about the Tesla is that I don't think people understand either is uh, they gotta pay a, a bigger registration tax because they calculate in the miles and they figure about how much you'd spend on gas tax because you're still gotta pay for the roads and so there's little little idiosyncrasies like that too that the general public doesn't quite know yet that i think is going to be some stumbling blocks along the way anyway
0: well you know i think even you know it's all implemented into our gasoline price and sure there's probably some advantage from a pricing standpoint within the within the electric spaces but you're exactly right. Those road taxes have to be paid some way or another. And, you know, when when gas, I think uh, it, today was something like down here, at, I saw $1.59 or so. 59 cents of that's probably going to pay taxes. So realistically speaking, there's a big portion of taxes that are built into the gasoline price. And a lot of the comparisons that are done on the on the electric side of things don't account for that. For at the end of the day, when those types of technologies go mainstream, they will have to pay those additional taxes.
1: Mining money here, we're talking about different ways to invest into oil and gas today, actually. And I did want to ask you about uh, cash flow, because that was something too that I thought was pretty, pretty interesting. As you know, a lot of people right now are cashing out their 401ks. There's a lot of people in the oil and gas industry that are trying to figure out how to make their you know, layoffs work and a few other things, and and of course, there's penalties involved and other things along those lines, and I always think of what my uncle tells me all the time about the stock market. He calls it government-sanctioned gambling. He calls it the stock market, you know, because you invest in it, and who knows what's going to happen, and then there's some restrictions and everything else, but anyway... It, the one thing that I don't know how, what kind of re- restrictions and regulations that you guys have on your investments, but I do know that a lot of times when, when you have these types of in investments into wells, you can get a cash flow. Um, when, when they start finding oil, they pay out. You, know, they, you don't have to wait 20 years and, and, and some things like that. Do you guys have programs like that that pay out pretty quick if, if, there's, you know, if there's success early?
0: Yeah, definitely so. Uh, you know, I, I think the the one of the biggest factors with uh with all oil and gas projects that Swan does is that we do monthly distribution checks for whatever the actual asset is that you buy into. So, once it's actually developed, once the actual planning is completed, once you know, you, you get through, and the drilling is done, the completion is done, any sort of flowback is is finished off, and you're producing oil um, from from that day forward. That oil, whatever actual amount that you've invested into, and whatever part you are from a partnership standpoint, that comes to you on a monthly basis in in, in checks. So, and and that that could be for the the next 10, 20, 30 years, just depending on how well uh, that uh, that that asset will perform, but. Yeah, from a monthly monthly stability standpoint, um, it's definitely a great opportunity uh, to be able to get in. And one of the greatest parts about oil and gas also is that it is a depleting asset. So it's not like real estate that you you still own the actual asset. But with that said, you the objective is that you know production is highest in the beginning, so you recover what you put in sooner rather than later. Right? It's not like you're going to get uh, you know, a 10% return every year or something like that. And honestly, that's even high Uh, in in the oil and gas business. And I think that's part of the reason why I was saying earlier that it's important for people to be able to understand and be educated around these spaces uh, if they want to make these types of investments. Um, You know, we do require folks to be accredited. uh, And and what that means is you have to have made uh, $200,000 or more in the last two years or be worth over a million dollars. And, you know, we're, we're, even then we're very picky and selective about our partners, uh, because we want to be able to get folks that can understand the risks that are involved within oil and gas. Um, a lot of things are outside of our hands, uh, if the oil price does go down, um, which it did earlier this year, uh, it's something that, you know, you, you won't get as big of a return. Uh, it's part of what it is. Uh, but, at the same time, if you can be able to follow the market, uh, you can be able to take the right opportunity at the right times. Um, I think the, the the idea of getting into the market at any point isn't always so simple, uh, but I feel right now is, is the right time to be able to get in just because you're you're kind of on that trend going upwards. And if you look at any sort of oil or gas curves, you'll see that trend going upwards as, and as an investor, most people know that that's the time that you want to get in uh, to where it can hopefully keep on continuing to go up as, uh, as the time moves forward. So yeah, definitely have uh, opportunities to be able to have uh, monthly checks from the actual oils that, that, that are produced uh, or gas that's produced. And uh, the objective is that you get a lot of your investment back pretty quickly Uh, And then you have a residual amount that, you know, as 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 the well depletes that, you know, you're you're making on a continuous basis. And hopefully if it does well for you, you have the opportunity to be able to reinvest a lot of that. Um, And one of the things that a lot of people don't know, too, just kind of a, a final item that I'd want to mention is the oil that's produced that. Comes out of the well because of the fact that we're smaller, smaller guys, we're not the the big G, BP and and shells. The government again incentives uh, something that we were talking about earlier should be a uh, a bell that goes off in your head. Uh, the government allows you to take 15% of whatever comes out of the well and basically not pay any taxes on that 15%. Um, so if you produce just kind of simple numbers, if you produced a hundred barrels of oil, um, and you know, and that was right now, let's just say 40 bucks a barrel, right? So that would be short, quick math is $4,000. Um, so out of that $4,000, 15% of that, you would not be paying any taxes on. Um, so what is that? Six, $600. So in a sense, it's a return, and you know the, the the idea that I have around this, and the things that that I try to do around this space, is that you know you can use that money as your return that's tax free, and, and have a fifteen percent return, and then continue to put the rest of the money back in uh, to where now you continuously grow that pot um, until until you retire or until you're ready to be able to have some type of liquidity event.
1: So just so the listeners are aware that this is not a conversation we're going to have at $50, 60 70 $100 oil. This is a conversation that we're having at under $50 oil because, like you said, your projects are pretty much priced around 40 bucks. So, yeah, so I'm looking at this where, you know, when we're hovering around $30 to $50, that's not going to last forever, especially when the demand starts going up if they – are even gonna do 5% of the policies that they're talking about doing. So I'm looking at this like, this is really a good time to buy for a number of reasons. We've got tax deductions, we've got risk management involved, but the, the, the part that I really enjoy is, hey man, there's a really high risk on return when it comes to oil and gas, and that's why this is so salacious right now is because, I, I mean, licking your chops, at, at prices where we're at and, and the way that innovation has changed, there's a lot of ways to manage the risk, but the return on oil and gas investment, much like publishing back when publishing was an industry, there was a good return, a lot of risk, a lot of risk. But if you can manage your risk, and when prices are like this, you, you can a little bit more. Um,
0: and that's, that's exactly, you know, I was just about to interrupt you before you said that. I was like, Jason, you know, I don't want to paint such a, such a beautiful, pretty picture because there is a lot of risk. Um, you know, at the end of the day, that's why the government gives you those incentives. That's why you get to be able to get credit for your, your taxes that first year. Um, these are the reasons why they're trying to do what they can to be able to mitigate your risk. But yeah, if you do get a dry hole, um, now, the, the likelihood these days of that happening is a lot lower. Um, technology is is much better than it was 10, 15, honestly, even two, three years ago. I, I see a lot of the work that our geologists and the tools that our, our petroleum engineers use, and those tools weren't there just several years ago. So I think the technology is kind of like the development of the iPhone. Um, and I think we've talked about this before uh, on your show, but you know, it's like, you know, iPhone one to iPhone 12 or whatever it is now. Um, there's such a big, vast change in yes, sure. The whole objective is to be able to talk on the phone and our objective is to be able to pull oil out of the ground, but how you do it, what's available, you know, what the technologies are, the data that's there is just so much more wicked badass, right? It's just so much more uh, informative to where you can be able to make the right decisions um, a lot sooner and and be able to do what you need to do to, to get better producing assets out there.
1: Well, as we kind of wrap up a little bit here, uh, if people want to invest, if they are looking at inquiring uh, we mentioned the website, swanenergyinc.com slash invest. Of course, we'll have it linked up at the website. But uh, what, what do you recommend people to do as they're kind of wrapping up their annual thoughts and looking at next year? If, if they want to uh, consider doing some investing in the oil and gas world, what kind of advice do you got as first steps for people?
0: Well, I think one of the things that a lot of folks – don't really think about, and I know it's uh it's December time frame right now, um, and, and and obviously next year will be it will be January, it's really great to be able to budget out things, is what I always say. I think if you can be able to take a look now at the end of your year and be able to understand, well, what can I afford to be able to invest and be able to put together a plan, not only for this year, but then future years based on what your income is and based on what your tax needs are. I think that's really important, um, you know. And I'm I'm not going to give anybody any tax advice. As I mentioned earlier, you need to speak with your CPA around that space. However, what I can do though is I can be able to offer any sort of information from our different projects and things like that that we've got. If you contact me directly, I can give you an insight on some of the different projects that we've got going on. Um, my email is Imran. I M R A N. At SwanEnergyInc.com, uh, so you know, feel free to reach out to me or you know, reach out to Jason um, and 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 let us know that you're interested in learning. Um, I'm always, uh, you know, I, I used to teach at a university, at a college uh, uh, here in Houston, so I'm, I'm always all about teaching folks. So, and if you know, if it makes sense to 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 do business together, that's great too. But you know, if it just makes sense that you understand the actual risks and how you do the actual work better, I think that's the greatest part.